Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I am Josh. I'm Jimmy. It is November 30th, 2018, the year of our Lord, and we're excited to bring, actually, you're hearing this on the 3rd of December. Yes. Fact check me. Pretty quickly. I'm I'm not telling the truth. It's not the 30th, although it is right now for us. If you think about that long enough, it's, back it's to the, the future. 30th for us, but the 3rd for them, that'll just blow your mind. And it'll be the 30th forever. Oh, my. Mind Day. blown. Have you introduced yourself? I did. You're Josh. I'm Jimmy. Yep. We are so glad that you're listening today, and we are excited because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart at, with a student in Austin Independent School District. And by student, you mean kindergartner. You mean five-year-old. I mean five-year-old that's already learned the F word. Mm-hmm. Yes, that particular student. We're sitting in November, almost finished with her first ever semester of school, and she's already learned the F word, and she's also already experienced Pride Week. Pride Week is AISD's celebration of all things LBGTQ mm-hmm. in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Did Had I said that yet? You did. The, L, the Pride Week kindergarten. in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And how old is she? Five. Okay. AISD, and from what I hear... Her school in particular has a principal that really wants to rise up the ranks of the school district. And I think AISD wants to kind of be on the cutting edge of that movement. Mm -hmm. And so potentially where you're at, your school district doesn't have a Pride Week. Potentially, though, where where you're at, they do. And so we want to talk about how we're raising, at the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, God God-fearing children in a culture where... At the end of the day, we're just questioning truth. It's not that we are, it's not, I said it there, it's not. It is not that we are living in a culture that is anti-Christian. It's not what we're talking about, even though we do. Sure. It is, it's not that, you know, they're pushing uh, what would be a political agenda. In which they are. In which they are. It is, we have come to the point, we have slipped the surly bonds of rationality when it comes to especially because it's we're not talking about Johnny has two mothers. Okay, you know, the you know, families are made up of all sorts of things. But when we move beyond that to questioning, defying truth and rationality, that's when this is a whole new ballgame. And for both of us with this particular LBGTQ. There are conversations to be had about homosexuality Absolutely. and bisexuality yes. and all. But the one... Focus on the T. Hopefully, the one objective truth where everyone... Sh- again, homosexuality, bisexuality, pansexuality, all that stuff can be discussed. But the one place where we should be able to land together as a mm-hmm. people is on chromosomes... And gender. Yes. And so the episode today is generally speaking about how we live in a culture and how we're supposed to raise kids in a culture where we just question truth. And, and, and the we're main... even stating non-truth as truth. Correct. And But the main example we're using mm-hmm. is the gender yep. movement. 
Not long ago, we had a young lady in our office, and she had a sister. One sister was claiming transgender, gender dysphoria, the other homosexuality, both, I don't know, in their teens. What we found was one of the young ladies mentioned that, because I asked them, well, what was this like growing up? Well, you know, was it tough, you know, growing up? Most, most people are like with, with homosexuality, man, they know from an early age and they're hiding the secret that nobody knows and, 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 and their childhood can be very traumatic because they know they're different. And with, with someone who's gender dysphoria, that if you're a biological female but you feel like you're male, that's early, early, early on in life. You are, you are dealing with that, that fundamental difference. And I asked her how it was for them growing up, and she said, well, really, you know, we didn't feel this way growing up. Well, how long have you felt homosexual and the other person transgender? I about the last six months. You didn't, you know, because again, this in this profession, you never never let them see you sweat. But but for that, all of you guys seeking counseling out there, know your counselor is sweating. Is sweating BBs. He's just not showing it. And I, you, that because that's not how that works. Homosexuality and gender dysphoria don't work that way. You don't catch them like a cold a couple of weeks ago. But we live in a world mm. that suggests that we can question it without. Without question, question, we can question. We can question. It. You didn't know I was going to end in question. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so, so now we have. Now I'm just minding my own business. You know, I just I pour through the journals because I'm just so educated and intelligent. This one just happened to be on Twitter, and after I got through with puppy dog pictures and the cowboys and the horns, this journal article popped up, and it was from a professor. And I want to say Brown University. I could be wrong. Just make it up. It was Pink University. No, Oxford. So, but it was Ivy League. The whole point of the article was, and I do believe it was Brown, they did not publish their own professor's empirical research. And by empirical, I mean factually evidence-based research. And reviewed by peers. They did not, they took it down after it was published because this person said, we're having a phenomenon <laughs> called sudden onset gender dysphoria, sudden onset gender dysphoria. And what they concluded from the evidence-based peer-reviewed study was that you're having teenagers that because of peer pressure and peer influence and only running with other peers that believe exactly like they do, that they are seeing them choose different sexual orientations, they're choosing different genders, all because this is now socially acceptable, depending on what peer group you, you choose to hang around with. So we're just living in a time that I'm not sure has ever really existed. And while we continue to, and again, that's, this is just the easiest example, kind of pick on gender, this is about we live in a culture, we're raising our kids in a culture, we ourselves as adults are in a culture that questions whether objective truth exists. And real quickly, just as an aside, there's no news anymore. You can't watch or listen to news anymore. Because you don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's true. And every news outlet has a political agenda. Every one of them, from CNN to MSNBC. Ex except for Fox, your favorite drudge. Fox, all of them. They all come at news with an agenda. So there's this very obvious slant of leaving out certain facts, putting in certain facts, twisting certain facts to fit a narrative. 
And so you don't know what to believe. So ultimately, I struggled with my my first point. This is a this is a stand for truth. I fought with myself whether I needed to use the word fight. This is a fight for truth. But I think we've done enough fighting. And even if you look at scripture with Christ, the only time he really got angry and fought was when religious leaders, those that claimed to be under the umbrella of Yahweh, were turning his father's house, you know, into a into den a of thieves. Den of thieves where money was exchanged. Mm-hmm. I do love Vegas though. Mm-hmm. Luckily they're not churches. Yes. So that's really the only time you if you look that Jesus actually fought. When he was approaching other people, people that didn't claim Yahweh, he was very generous in his stance for mm-hmm. truth. Yes. But he was so confident in his father's truth. It allowed him to be kind, correct, and gracious and loving. Yes. And so this is a stand for truth, a tr- stand for truth that we have to take as an adult as well as what we have to teach our kids. But in a, in, in, you know, that's more of in, a, in, a, in an overarching umbrella. To get more specific about what, you know, the example we're using of the transgender, here are some things that, are, this, that is not up for debate. This is, this is factual. And that is, number one, that this, this, the, the Pride Week that wants to teach our five-year-olds that not all boys have penises and not all girls have vaginas. That's what five-year-olds are being taught. This is not biological or scientific. It's political. We have to know that. This is a political statement. They're not teaching what is scientifically true because there are no studies. There are none. There's none. There's not one study that would agree with giving a child puberty-blocking drugs that will alter their perfectly healthy bodies for the rest of their lives. There's not one study that says that's a good idea, and yet the AMA and the APA are completely 100% in support. There's not even studies that suggest transgender people match the opposite gender that they identify with biologically. They try to find it. I've read studies that say, you know, a transgender male has a slightly below average brain size that matches closer with female. They try to get there. They can't get uh, there. But they can't get there. In fact, do we know, not only are there studies saying this is a good idea, here are some studies for you. If a child, a child, prepubescent, if a child suffers from gender dysphoria, which that little girl feels like she's a little boy. If she is just left alone and mommy and daddy don't put that little boy who feels like a little girl that was like on the cover of National Geographic or whatever a year or two ago, if you don't take that little transgender boy and put him in a dress, just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Once puberty hits, 85% of those children, that's an empirical fact. 85% will then identify with their born gender. And if they get therapy, and people with gender dysphoria have gotten successful therapy forever, if that child gets therapy for their gender dysphoria, 90% will identify with their born sex. And yet the AMA and the APA and the academic community are going to say, you're a horrible, hateful bigot if you don't give harmful drugs that will stop puberty and harm a completely healthy body. You're a horrible, bigoted hate monger. So again, this is not science. There's no science 
behind what the AMA or the APA is pushing. It's all political. We're down to three words. And believers, we have got to focus on accepting and loving everybody. 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 If they're if they're Muslim, if they're atheist, if they're homosexual, if they're it's, pansexual. Way, it's Muslim. Oh, I forgot. If they're Muslim. We have to love them. We have to accept them. If they're transgender, you love the hound out of them, and you accept them as, as just a, f- a fellow child of God. But we can't, if we want to stay, forget the Bible, if we just want to stand for what is factually true, we can't affirm. Did you just say, forget the Bible? Metaphorically speaking. We can't affirm it, because to affirm it is to say that it's right and it's good, and it's not right, and it's not good, because it's not loving or therapeutically, biologically helpful to feed someone's pathology. Again, we don't say that anorexics are fat. We don't agree with their pathological thinking. We don't tell someone who's schizophrenic who thinks he's Napoleon. We don't buy into that and call him general. We don't do that because it's not helpful. In fact, to feed the pathology is, is harmful. This is not about homosexuality. That is a completely different animal. But when a five-year-old is being taught in the public schools as fact, that which is unscientific, harmful, irrational, and radical propaganda... We as, we as just people of, of truth have got to say, okay, we, 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 got it, we got to do something. And again, it's not fight. It is not fight. It's not get up there and yell at a principal. It's not yell at no one on Facebook, in all caps. It's we have to stand for truth yeah. uh, and not fight for it. Here's potentially, and maybe you line up 100 different people, you get 100 different answers of what stand might mean, but here's potentially some things to keep in mind when trying to, not only you yourself, but also create within your kids, children that can stand for truth. We have to allow our children to ask, even ourselves, ask questions and potentially come up with difficult, different answers. And that has to be okay. You know, if you're sitting with your 14-year-old and then go, no, I actually do think I have, you know, Sally that is actually Bobby and Bobby that's actually Sally and all that's good with me. The minute you come in and go, well, you are exactly. an idiot. Which they are. They're little bitty idiots. We're not saying they're not. <laughs> the minute we come in and condemn and any condemn of our them. children's ideas, they harden their hearts towards our mm. viewpoints and they, they stop They come defensive. Listening. Absolutely. Correct. And so we have to allow our children to potentially come up to different conclusions, but know that the apple doesn't fall far. When they're 25, 30, 35, again, they're going to live in a different world, but potentially, or more than likely, the law of averages suggests they're going to have your similar viewpoints. And even with the media, even with maybe what they're taught during a certain week during the school year, even what other friends or friends' families might say, mom and dad, you have without question the biggest influence on who your children end up being. Whether they are loving and kind or whether they are judgmental and hateful, you have the biggest influence on them. What I would tell you in closing... Hold on. I'm nowhere close to being done. But you're on the solution side, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to throw this in up front because you're more overarching and I'm just right to the kind of the transgender thing. I'm about to go for another hour. Okay. Please get the book, because you may be just thinking, well, Jimmy, you're just pushing a political agenda. Just because you say it's fact, just because you say that there's research to back up what you're saying and there's no research to back up what the AMA and the APA are saying, please get the book, When Harry Became Sally, because this guy does a masterful job 
of just piling research upon research upon research. What that book does is guts, like a fish, it guts this transgender insanity that's going on right now. So please get your hands on it. It's a pretty easy read, actually. When Harry Became Sally by Ryan Anderson. Now go. Zooming back out to that 10,000-foot view, we have to make sure our children understand, and we ourselves as well, that there is objective truth. Objective truth starts, obviously, with Scripture, but Scripture was never intended to be the end-all, be-all of everything. You can't go to the Bible and read in Acts where and how to perform brain surgery. So you start there, but you also understand that Scripture isn't going to say everything about incredibly everything. clearly mm-hmm. about everything. So it be- objective truth begins with Scripture. Then it's the paradox. The paradox should be just... Us. We tell yep. you truth. Number two, right behind the Bible... Right. Is us. Is every episode we've ever mm-hmm. done. Yep. What's number three? Number three, maybe four or five, just mm-hmm. the Bible, paradox, then well down, 10 or 11... You then try to pick up these types of resources that show... It ain't just opinion. Correct, that it's not just opinion, that they actually have. We've done apologetics on here Mm -hmm. so often, but there are intelligent people. Scripture, this gender debate, there is intelligence behind the opposite viewpoint that you always hear within the media. And you'll never hear it. And there are plenty of places to find it. Mm Mm-hmm like this when Harry became Sally. And so you go and you search for resources, and maybe we should even put potentially up like a resource page with On Paradox, Mm -hmm. but there are resources out there asking a a counselor that you trust or a pastor so that you can actually build facts within Mm -hmm. your arsenal, even though it's not a fight, so that you can feel supported in your objective truth. But above all, it's Philippians 2, above all else, love. Love. So we need to build up facts that support actual facts and truth. We need to be okay with the questions and potential idiotic answers from our children. But ultimately... But loving is not affirming. Yes. Ultimately, we have to love others that disagree with Mm -hmm. this perspective. I always encourage my kids and even adults that I see, anybody that just some random Joe Blow at your kid's school that comes up, knows your kid's a believer, and asks them, what do you think about gender? They're trapping them. Never entertain that dialogue. Your kid or you, again, if you have somebody at your office, if someone comes up to you and you know it's a trap, don't even entertain the dialogue. It has to, Your answer has to be, what do I believe about gender? I believe that I love everybody. You just dodge the question. It's only when you have somebody that actually cares about you and your perspective and wants to listen that you actually then stand for truth. So most, especially on Facebook, most conversations at school and office, it's not even necessarily going to be about fighting for this objectivity truth. It's just going to be, man, I love everybody mm-hmm. and I'm cool with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's like whatever. It's all the, where you really dig into the conversation is only when you really know that both of you care about each other. And if you will take something, another disorder that is a psychiatric disorder that's sort of dysphoric, like anorexia where they're literally af- afraid to consume food and they're wasting away, would it be loving to tell that person with anorexia, oh, oh, you look good in that preteen clothing. You know, you look good being able to count all of your ribs and, and part of your spinal column. You'd never do that. You, you would never do that. That's not loving them. 
you would say, my Lord, let's get you help. But only if you have the relationship to be able to yes, do that. Yes, exactly. And that goes back to my but point. But affirming exactly. is not loving. Exactly. Sometimes loving, like Jesus said in, in with the rich young ruler in Mark, he said he looked at him, loved him, and said, go sell everything you have. So, and, and just in closing, I made a big point of this in, I don't know if I've mentioned the book Fearless Parenting. Mm, mm. Um. But I made a, a big point. Th- Don't say this. That we don't have time. Monasticism, Christians moving behind castle walls, monasteries, you know, that didn't work in the dark ages. And, you know, pulling our kids out. I made a big push in that book. And we're talking that book is just a year, not even a year and a half old, that we need to leave our kids in the public schools. This wasn't happening even a year and a half ago. But if we're going to have teachers that are indoctrinating our children with not just, you know, that, that Johnny can have two mamas. That's, that's not what we're talking about. But absolutely are teaching our children that black is white, that up is down, that they're teaching as facts something that is obviously an absolute contradiction to rational truth. Then we got to consider the possibility, when do you as a family move your children out of the public schools? Well, now you've convinced me next week. That's my answer. Next week. I'm I'm dropping out. No, actually, I mentioned at the top of this episode that my daughter's already learned the F word. It was funny. I had a reaction to that when, when she came home and asked us, is it okay to say beep? And I forget if it was in that moment or sometime, you know, laying, trying to go to bed that night. But my thought was, she's right where she needs to be. And in that regard, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even with gender, every family has to choose for themselves where they're called. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, we feel called to the public school system. And I do believe, to your point, it's not just it's free education. It, it is a calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, maybe the point is, is now, but if it's not, it's mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. where you have to be called to stay there mm-hmm. simply because there has to be light in the and darkness. And you're working with your child when they're away from that school to equip them to handle the onslaught of falsehood that they'll be taught as being true and factual. So it's not you just, hey, here's your box lunch. I mean, you work with them to prepare them to answer that calling. So one takeaway, hopefully it is, it's scripture, it's the paradox, and then way down there, scientific research. And get when Harry became Sally, Brian Anderson. Paradoxpodcast.com if you want more information about this episode or any previous ones. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. I also am always very disappointed that the Christian life just isn't like, you reach unlock achievement level 10 and then you get to be perfect at it from then on.